I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And then the band slowed the tempo and the music took you down. Uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. It was the same old song with the melancholy sound. early again. Uh, I'm your host, John Marthaler. I don't know why I say I'm your host. I'm, it's not a game show. <laughs> with me, we got a kind of a light crew today, but with me here at Surly is Stu 12-Pack Newman. It would have been really weird if I couldn't have been the one to make it to a Surly Brewing live show <laughs> since I work across the parking lot and in the restaurant sometimes. So, Do you have to work in the restaurant like as a server? No, I, I assume they make no, you they, do that they, to they, learn the business. They're recognized for having really good service, so clearly I don't work in the restaurant <laughs> as a server. So. I, one time... I've been in the on the wild season ticket list for a number of years, and one time they made an effort in as, as an organization to have everybody do some sales. Oh, so no. I got a call one day from the guy who said it was my ticket rep, and he said, hold on, I'm, I'm on the ice right now. Well, it turned out the Zamboni driver was my ticket rep. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. I thought that was cool, but I did not buy any tickets from a guy who was Driver's trying to drive a, a two-ton machine that runs on <laughs> liquid propane. Have you ever driven a Zamboni before? I have driven a Zamboni. I was I a Zamboni figured, driver in if college. If I had to bet on anybody I know driving a Zamboni, it would be you. So I don't know any of the gear daddies personally. I kind of <laughs> figured it would be you. No, so. I can. I am fully it, qualified to drive a Zamboni. Oh, was it at the Ortonville Ice Rink? No, or? it was at Mariucci Arena. Really? Uh, your college days or after? It was in my college days. They had a number of students who worked as Zamboni drivers. Probably still have a number of students who work as Zamboni drivers mm-hmm. at the rink. And That's, I was one of them. One of, one of my fellow colleagues was... A guy who, before coming to college, had been in the Army, and he had flown helicopters for the Army Rangers, Mm -hmm. and he said, you know, I tell people that I fly helicopters for the Army, and they're like, meh. I tell people (laughs) I drive a Zamboni, and they're like, no way, can I have a ride? The Zamboni is far more popular was than it, the United States was military. Was it like during a game, or was it just like, you know, no, a had, type of situation? Yeah, it was, okay. it was more like... Kids are renting the ice rink at 7 a.m. for youth hockey and that kind of stuff. So they would have us do that, and then actual full-time qualified people would. I I imagine given the current relevance of Big Ten hockey, anybody could just right. right I think I think if you just go down to Zamboni (laughs) Alley and wave, just with two fingers. Not the two fingers you're thinking of. No, no. Just the two-finger wave, and they're like, all right, sir, come on. We'll get you on the list. (laughs) 
It's like you slip the guy at the thing of Fiverr, and you're the mm-hmm. Zamboni driver for it. Yes, turn the five dollar bill over to Barry Alvarez, and that's well, four fifty out of that five dollars <laughs> goes directly to Barry Alvarez. So sorry. So that's Zamboni. Um, Brandon is on. That's that's our Zamboni talk for the week. There you Brandon go. is on vacation. Brandon is in Florida. Mm-hmm. I assume. He flew Spirit Airlines there, so he, he clearly flew, like, has he, not just him and his wife and his kids, but like his entire yeah. family. I think. So since they were on Spirit Airlines, I can only assume they had to make a ransom payment while yeah, they were there. I mean, and they had to save as much money as possible. Yeah, I think outside of United, I think Spirit has the worst rep of yep. anyone. Coincidentally, that's where Clarence is. He's being dragged off a United flight as, <laughs> as we speak, not willing to give up his seat just for anybody. Yeah. So. That's what's going on. We're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk twins. We're going to talk Stu's annual best of St. Cloud rankings. But we might as well start with the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, your Minnesota Wild. Yeah, my Mr. Minnesota Wild. Mr. Puck sitting right across yeah. from me. He's going to preview this series for us. Yeah. They're playing the St. Louis Blues. Yes, um, I think the thing to know about this is has not a Wild coach Mike Yo is rumored to be going to St. Louis in the off season if they lose. Is that <laughs> right or uh, it's. I would say it's close, but way off. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, is there anything? I mean, he he took over in midseason, right? Yeah they they went through a real rough stretch in about December and January, and, and fired Ken Hitchcock. They've actually been fairly well since done fairly well since he came on board. Is that correct as well? Yes. Okay. Is that more just they just needed any sort of change, or has Yo actually been an effective head coach? Well, it's. Near as I can tell, near as I can tell from the St. Louis Blues, they basically depend on whether Jake Allen, their goaltender, is playing well. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't the last couple of months. And then all of a sudden, when Mike Yo became the coach, he started playing well. Mm. Now, are we saying that Mike Yo is some sort of goalie whisperer? <laughs> I don't think the last few years of his tenure um, in Minnesota could convince you of that. Would it be fair to say Devin Dubnik has played the best goaltending of his wild career without Mike Yo? Is that fair to say well i actually don't think that i don't know if that would be fair to say let me think about that for a second he certainly started this year on a very he certainly started this year on a tear but he's been bad for a couple of months yeah it's sort of when mike yo got hired as the st louis blue coach Mm -hmm. somehow he managed to flip the switch on both jake allen and devin dubnik like (laughs) he had a remote switch installed in dubnik that just flipped it and now he's very average again so just from the sport of position when it comes to hockey playoffs is always that it pretty much depends on how good your goaltender is playing. And if he plays poorly, it doesn't matter, it doesn't how, matter how he yeah, plays. It's... So if you had to, if you looked at the series based on which goaltender is playing well right now, mm-hmm. you'd have to give the edge to the Blues. But mm-hmm. they're goaltenders. Clarence isn't here, but mm-hmm. I think we can succinctly state its position as goalies are crazy. Yes, and that There's is the no sport of podcast goalie. position is that yeah. goalies are a mystery that cannot be solved. So what's going to happen tomorrow night when the series starts? Mm -hmm. It's hard to say. Maybe Jake Allen will be amazing again. Yep. More likely, who's the guy from the Ducks who shot? Or was it the Sharks or the Ducks that completely? That'd be. I think you're thinking of Jean Sebastian Jaguar. Yes. yes. From 2003. (laughs) He's Jean Sebastian Jaguar. Sort of. He was the he was the Conn Smythe winner that year as the playoff MVP. So it wouldn't be. It would be impossible to say that he's obscure. Mm -hmm. But he's become an obscure part of Minnesota sports history, mm. like Eric Fox from yes. the 1992 Twin season. Yes. And you, we could go down the list of all of these sort of okay. obscure bit players in yes. all of the yeah. many painful moments in Twins yes. history. Not like superstars, like your, like, you know, your Drew <laughs> exactly. Pearsons, goddamn him, or, you know, Brett Favre, you know, you, people who destroyed 
you lose to Patrick Wah, you, you yeah. take your lumps, but yeah. you lose to Jean Sebastian Jaguer, <laughs> who suddenly is playing out of his mind and is wearing leg pads that are the actual, actually larger than the net. Mm-hmm. Then you, you, it's memorable. Yes. You remember the name, and not in a good way. Um, so yeah, I mean, it starts. And they have home ice advantage. Am I correct in that? They do have home ice advantage. And it uh, starts tomorrow, and it's like a late start tomorrow, right? Yeah, I think it's an eight thirty game. Jesus Christ! Um, that tends to happen during the playoffs because be- they all, want the national yeah, games. Exactly. And so the Eastern game will start at six, six and then the uh, Western game will start at eight thirty. Even though neither Minnesota or St. Louis could conceivably be called Western, yep. at least throw a Mountain Time Zone in there if you're going to do that. But I, that's you know. I get it. I don't like it, but I get it. Okay. Um, is the wild or are the wild or is the wild or are the wild fairly healthy? Uh, they're reasonably healthy. Zach Parisi. Yeah, that's kind of a the number one of I was times in the about. past few games. It's like first he got hit with a puck in the face, then he got a stick. The other night he was skating behind the neck, and Nino Niederreiter hit him in the face with his stick. Classic Nino. And you know, stuff is coming out of the stands and hitting him. Birds <laughs> are crapping on him from the rafters of the arena. He's just been unlucky. He also. He is the guy that has probably missed the most time of all of the guys who are regularly in the wild lineup this year, mm-hmm. and he's still he's had a bad season as as well. So yeah, yeah. Uh, you look at it and you say, well, Parisi's for so long been their talisman and their best forward that mm-hmm. you want him in the lineup, but he's not their best forward this year. Yeah. He's not their highest scoring player. Mm-hmm. He probably is still their hardest working player, but yeah. you but. want him in the playoffs. But they're not going to be maker. It's not going to make or break this series based on whether Zach Preezy gets hit in the face anymore for the for this series. So they're um, reasonably healthy, I'd say. How is the new guy Hansel? Is he going to make a difference at all? Well, you hope so. Okay. I mean, he's not. He was not making Matt a difference Molson. to start. I yeah, <laughs> I, a guy gets traded midseason, and mm-hmm. they the one that you never forget or I've never forgotten is a couple years ago when they traded for Matt Molson from Buffalo as a deadline pickup and I think it was he somehow played 8 games and scored 0 goals or something like that <laughs> and then in the offseason he went back to Buffalo so it was just the it was the worst episode of wife swap of all time <laughs> um what was I going to ask and the St. Louis Blues their uh, primary player that people who aren't necessarily Mr. Puck like me will know is T.J. Oshie. Is that correct? I think the guy that the non-Mr. Puck guys will know is Vladimir Tarasenko. He's their scary forward. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the other teams tend to have that one guy who, when he gets the puck, you're like, ah, crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody shoot him. Shoot him with a gun. <laughs> do something. Wrap a chain around his ankles. Just take him out, because this is the worst. If you were trying to name a generic Russian hockey player, Vladimir Tarasenko's a hell of a way yeah. to start. Vladimir Tarasenko. That's an amazing <laughs> Russian hockey player name. <laughs> but, um, I, but Oshie's on that team, right? Uh, I, I can't remember. Wrong? I think I, he is, but he I, might not I only be. remember because he was in the Olympics, for Christ's This sake. is the worst podcast of all time where we speculate where is on which team <laughs> Oshie might be on. Is David Backus still down there? I think I David Backus is, is still down there. I don't know. Um, do you have a favorite in this series? I think, I mean, we've said it a million times. It all depends on how Dubnik's playing. Yeah. I think he's been playing pretty well. I think the Wild as a team, mm-hmm. it, it hasn't really been backed up by the results over the last couple of months. But early in the season, I took a lot of, uh, a lot of guff, a yeah. lot of flack, uh, a yeah. lot of mocking, a lot yes. of ridicule. Yes. 
for saying that the Wild weren't very good when they kept winning. Mm. It's been the opposite at the end of the season. Mm. They've been playing extremely well. Some of that has been because Mm -hmm. they've been playing bad teams who checked out in February. That was true of Arizona. They played Colorado. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, they've been doing... They've been playing well on defense. They've been playing well on offense. But... Mm. They've been getting average goaltending, average to bad goaltending. Mm-hmm. In the case of Darcy Kemper, who has played a couple of games, I, I we're all going to look on, back on the Darcy Kemper era and laugh because I think he is probably done as a wild goaltender. Yeah, I would be surprised if Alex Stalock wasn't the backup in this series. Yeah, and unless Stalock and Devin Dubnik both get hurt, it seems like we've seen the last of Darcy Kemper as a Minnesota yeah. Wild goaltender. Do they have to announce good. this move, or do they have like a playoff roster they have to submit, like with any other? Sport yeah, I or? mean, there'll be a playoff roster that goes with it, but okay. they but will have three. Will probably be the goal. I think they will have three goaltenders on it, and okay. I think I don't think you'll see Darcy Kemper put on a uniform unless Stalock or Dubnik is Get hurt. Okay. Um, so they've been getting bad goaltending, but and. The other thing that sort of happened is they're they're not they're not making fifty percent of their shots like a basketball team anymore. That was true no. for a long time, where yeah. somehow the whole rest of the league was shooting six percent, the Wild were shooting forty two percent or something like that. That hasn't happened either. But they're playing better, mm-hmm. and when it comes to the playoffs, as long as the goaltending is good, mm-hmm. and I think Dubnik's headed in the right direction, I hope. Ninety percent of that is me hoping Dubnik is headed in the right direction, and ten percent of that is backed up by actual facts. Yeah. But my hope is that Dubnik's headed in the right direction, and the Wild will continue their strong play, yeah. and this series will be over in five games. That would be That's awesome. my hope. Yeah. What do I think will happen? I think the Wild will get blown out seventeen to nothing in every game and yes. lose the series in four games. Yes. And Mike Yo will. Stand in center ice and do one of his patented whiny rants where he's like, come on, guys. Jeez. Jeez. He'll go to Eagle Street Grill after the game and just give the finger to every patron. Yeah. Um, Ritually ritually murder Tom Reed at center ice. Yeah. Um, At the risk of jinxing it, if they were to advance, um, I was talking to a hockey insider the other day, and he said he's actually more worried about this than whoever the Wild play in the next round. They'd play Chicago in the next round. Really? That's insane. They'll get... That's a terrifying Which series. Which hockey insider is I don't know. Maybe the, the brackets... We should name and shame him. <laughs> maybe the brackets hadn't been set yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... Uh, they will play the winner of the... Uh, I think I'm right in saying that they will... The NHL playoffs are so screwed I, yeah, I, can't, I, I cannot I know how they make work hide nor hair of the brackets. I don't know how they work. Because it's... It didn't happen. It did not happen in the West this year. Yeah. But it was possible that there could have finished four teams mm-hmm. from the Pacific Division and four teams from the from from the Wilds Division with the same record mm-hmm. that they could have finished with those teams in the playoff space, and yet two of them would have flipped divisions for no good reason. So <laughs> I think I think it should be said that uh, listeners should take the rest of this as a caveat mm-hmm. because. There's no way to know how the NHL playoffs work, but I'm pretty sure they'll play the winner of Chicago and Nashville. Okay, so they'll Regardless, play Chicago. Yeah. Okay. Nashville and is... That's ter- yeah, Nashville Nashville is, that'll be where the rubber meets the road. It's right there. I mean... Nashville know. is the most forgettable hockey team in the NHL. I did not know they had a team until you told me If you now. were naming all the teams in the NHL, you would yeah. miss Nashville. You would miss Nashville. You get Carolina, because Hurricanes, you remember Hurricanes. But yeah. Nashville's team Rod is... Rod The Wildcats? 
Nashville. It's even more generic than that. You can't think. Panthers. Don't think specific. No, that's Bulldogs. too specific. Nope. It's not as amorphous as wild, but it's more, It's slightly more. No, that was Atlanta. Oh, that God. was the other misbegotten team in the Southern in the Northeast. Southeast. <laughs> um, <laughs> predators. They're the Predators. Okay. That's correct. Oh, God. That's My wife insane. is going to love this Name the Team segment. Because <laughs> oh, this is what we do, too, where I try to get her to name hockey teams. <laughs> That's, that, was not, but that was not a bit, by the way. I could not remember the Nashville <laughs> team name at all. <laughs> um, okay, so St. Louis, then Chicago. And then and then they'll be done for the series summer because they, they won't be Chicago. They, you don't think they can? No, I don't think they. Can. I don't think they can either. Chicago's good. I don't know if you know. Corey it or Crawford not. Chicago's plays out of his mind against good. the Wild. For some reason, I if if memory serves, the Wild beat the Blackhawks like nine straight games in the regular season or something. Mm-hmm. But it's like the Yankees and the Twins. Yeah, exactly. They just they're have, just not going to beat the Blackhawks. And it's no. I mean, and there's not necessarily. I mean, Clarence will definitely disagree with this. There's probably no shame in losing to the Blackhawks because they're really fucking yeah, good. Yeah, they're the best team in the Western Conference. And, I mean, getting past them would be a major accomplishment, even if they were. Okay. If they get past Chicago but lose in the finals, is it a disappointing season? No. Conference finals. Well, yeah, in the conference finals? Yeah, because, oh, I mean, it's still 16, 8, 4. Yes. They've got to win three series to get to the Cup. Yeah, okay, I know what you're saying. You. <laughs> if they get past Chicago and then lose in the conference finals. Yes. I think I'm still disappointed at that point because yeah, in my mind it's yeah. like you beat Chicago. You've already now we're done. You've been to, <laughs> yeah, I mean, start the you can the guy it's that like does beating the Russia thing on the then Stanley losing Cup. to Finland in 1980. Exactly, okay. exactly. Okay, yeah, take this I to mean, your graves. Yeah. Um, who else is out there then after Chicago? Uh, it'll be the winner of the Pacific Division. Okay. So that will probably be San Jose. Probably mm-hmm. they do have a history of choking, so mm-hmm. it could be. It would be kind of exciting if it was Calgary or Edmonton. Those are both sort of young, up-and-coming yeah. teams. Edmonton's got the the little guy. What's yep, Edmonton's name? got the little oh, guy. I can't remember his name. <laughs> is it Eichel? No. Nope. It's not Eichel. Eichel's in Buffalo. I can't remember the guy. We're, we're just going to wait for a while, see nope. if you get there. No, I'm not going to get there. Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid, thank you. Yep. He's the, he's not the MMA guy. That's Connor no, McGregor. He, that's correct. Okay. Is Connor McGregor the guy that went to prison for nearly killing his girlfriend? Um, no. There was an that, MMA guy who beat up his... You're going to have to be a lot more specific on MMA guys. Yeah, you, make, you make an excellent friends. point. You make an excellent point here. <laughs> I don't know anything about MMA. I don't either. Um, they just beat the hell out of each other. That's really what I know about As MMA. As a supporter of sports, I support head injuries in all their forms because I'm a terrible person. Yes. The one caveat I do is that I don't watch MMA. Yeah, it's just and never, I try never to been feel good thing. about that. I, mean, I think I all, growing up, I th- and I think we've talked about this before, I, I enjoy I was a, of the generation that... You know, a, bo- a big boxing match was a real, you know. Right. And that was always fun for me. But, I mean, knowing what I know about it now, it's like, eh, no. Would you watch a boxing match now if it was a big boxing match? God, I don't know. I'm, I honestly don't. I don't even know who a good boxer is anymore. The only Floyd one Mayweather. That's yeah. the only guy I know. And he's an asshole. The only one I've ever paid for is Mayweather and De La Hoya. Yeah. This would have been. I, did they only fight ago. once? Maybe they only Just fought the once. Yeah, I think and so. And. It was after De La Hoya was past his prime, and of course Mayweather is maybe the best pound for pound fighter of all yeah, time. So but, yeah. it was just a lot of Floyd running away, and yeah. I what I expected going into it, I I thought about this later because I was very disappointed, and mm-hmm. it was at a time in my life when I didn't have sixty dollars to be mm-hmm. spending on a boxing match, and yet I did. And yet, yeah. And what I ex- what I realized I expected later was I expected it to be completely fixed, like professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. I wanted steel chairs, mm-hmm. and I wanted people coming out of the crowd, and 
that kind of excitement. So yeah. I guess what I'm saying is I, I don't mind watching boxing. I yeah. don't understand it, and it's brutal, and it's terrible. But I think I'd rather just watch WrestleMania. And I don't, I don't, <laughs> I'm not a particular pro wrestling fan. Yeah. I, we'd need pro wrestling correspondent, sportive pro wrestling correspondent Josh Fiedler yeah. to come and tell us about WrestleMania. I think WrestleMania just happened. Again, not a pro wrestling fan. I have but, a phone call coming in. All right. Would you like to? Please pause. Would you like to pause it? All right. We'll take a break. Hold on. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you moved to Cicero? 1922. From where? Minnesota, Ortonville. We owned a wheat farm. It went belly up. And we're back. Sorry, that was my John and bonus. And welcome. Usually, whenever John does it, they have just been brought food. They brought That's not food. what happens. They're Stu on is, beer number four. Stu is basically working right now. Mm -hmm. We're in Stu's office, which actually turns There's out to be this early beer hall. beer hall. He has to sit here and work, but he's basically taking calls and sending emails and working while we record a podcast because that's how we roll. A various set of circumstances have put me here during the middle of his work day. So that's okay. We're doing a podcast. Stu is doing work. He's paying about as much attention as he usually pays during the podcast. That's so, unfair, but true. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, if, pulling, I'm pulling up the box score for the Twins. If we, here. if we get to a point... I was going to say, if we get to a point where I talk for 15 straight minutes, you'll know Stu is doing work. <laughs> but that's not true, because I talk for 15 straight minutes no matter what happens. So, forget I said anything. Uh, Stu's pulling up the Twins box score. They played today against Detroit and lost 2-1, to to one. I think. Yeah, um, which is, I mean, encouraging in that Hector Santiago has had two halfway decent starts. Did he... They're I about to bring right me this cast beer. It's cast Tuesday here. It's oh, yes. We can quick uh, go over that. Uh, Wait till the beer gets here. I want to. Okay, we can okay, do we a can live do, review of the cast beer. We could be a bonus. We, we can, can do a bonus. Yeah, this is this exciting. Is awesome. I'm going to say, oh, giddy up <laughs> when my beer gets here. Um, let's see. So they lost 2-1 to one today. Um, but Hector Santiago Hector pitch? to pitched well. Um, How many so innings did he go? Because he, he pitched pretty well last time, but he only went five innings. Um, yeah, 6.1 innings. Six and a third, I guess, if you'd rather. And Tonkin had the other uh, one and two thirds. So that's, All right. that's that's not terrible. If you're going to lose, you only lose two pitchers. I mean, that's not. Terrible. How many times did Byron Buxton strike out? <laughs> that was the that was the bad part. I was going to say about this loss. Um, he had three at bats and three strikeouts. Oh, 
you got to be kidding me, Stu. I am not kidding you. This is <laughs> every every day I look at the box score because they're playing exclusively noon games for some and reason. And it appears so that oh, and he was actually um when the tw- the Twins actually uh were down to nothing going into the ninth, and Francisco Rodriguez still in the league. Wow, closing for Detroit. Old K Rod. Um, they actually got a run off him. Looks like Sano hit a double, um, and then Castro knocked him in. The two best hitters so far yep. this year. Somehow, um, they, they pinch hit uh, Kepler for Buxton, and he appears to have popped up. To end the game. That that hurts. That hurts in two it hurts ways. Hurts the team right there. Yeah. I mean, not because Kepler's a fine hitter and he should pinch hit for anybody, but yeah. to be get to Buxton being get being pinch hit for and in I week mean, two of the season. Um, here's the deal: they're winning with outfield defense. They're flat That's out winning. Games. I mean, at some point, Phil he, Hughes's start last week. Byron won. Buxton won that game, won that game without doing anything at the plate. I think he struck out 11 times. Yeah, actually being detrimental at the, the plate, MVP. but he was so good in the outfield it didn't matter. Um, at what point do they have to sit him? I don't think they do. I don't think I'm so with either. Clarence I think this. you just work through it. I'm with Clarence on this. So you he go to so him right con- now and I be mean, like, he's, listen. He's literally winning games for them with his glove despite being an app. I mean, I don't even know what you could define Thank you. his um, a performance at the plate. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, Sorry, we got a new server, but we also have the the surly cast. Yes, which uh, we're talk we'll do about a quick, okay, everybody. Once put I've a, had a time, once I've had some time to drink it, we'll talk put, about put it. Put a pin, yeah. Put a pin in the uh, Buxton thing here for a bit. He's take John is taking a sip of it. It is the Bender, which is our oh, oatmeal, I love cask beer. our oatmeal brown ale. Um, we, it's in a cask, so which means basically when you brew a beer, it's about seventy five percent carbonated with CO two, twenty five percent naturally. I think that's right. And in a cask, it's reversed. It's twenty five percent CO two, seventy five percent natural. Um, do they have? Or, do they have the hand engine thing here where you got to pull it up? No, from the whatever that seemed. Yeah. That's I'm, a firkin. You're thinking of a firkin. I'm a th- yeah. I'm thinking of a firkin. Yeah. I don't know a lot about the technical details of mm-hmm. beer. Yeah. But I do know that when I went to England last year, it seemed like any time the goofy bartender had to sit there and work it like he was mm-hmm. pumping a fire engine from 1910. Yeah. yeah. It seemed like the beer was delicious. Yeah. Yeah, so this is, um, the lack of carbonation, I think, does a lot. Yeah, it makes it. it a little smoother. If you, if you're like familiar with like what a Kind of like a Guinness type of situation, you know, a little less, you know, carbonated, a little smoother, a little, uh, the mouthfeel is a little more richer. Right. I just wanted to say mouthfeel. Got a little mouthfeel. Anyway, this is um, our um, oatmeal brown ale, Bender. Everybody's familiar with that. Um, And it's uh, got, in the brew, it also has some cholaca, which is liquid cacao. Say that again. What is cholaca? Um, Liquid cacao. Liquid cacao. 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 So this is even different because they have made it's cacao bender here from cacao a number bender. of times. Chalaka is a different thing, right? And then it's um, it's some orange zest as well. And if you actually drink a regular bender, once if you ever like you give it a big old sniff and then a drink, you'll actually get a little bit of an orange note on it. Sure. And if you've ever had a chocolate orange over like right. Christmas or something like that, it's this is almost exactly what this tastes yeah, like. This and it's fantastic. <laughs> it is really it good. It tastes like a Christmas orange. Yes. And I mean, our cat, I mean, I obviously I'm a company man here, but um, if you ever can get here on Tuesday for the casks, it's, they do a really good job of right. just, you know, experimenting with stuff. And uh, they do a lot of, tell me, tell me this. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the cask mm-hmm. roster for the rest, the rest of the month. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of things aged on other things. Yes. What does that actually mean in terms of the technical details? It means they throw those ingredients in with the beer and they let them sit. 
and <laughs> take on those characteristics. And this does not represent lazy brewing. This no, it is, is actually not. This is, actually, this is exactly, I mean, we, you've heard of barrel aging before, right? I have heard of barrel aging. that's like you literally put a beer in a barrel and let it soak up whatever that was in that barrel, like whiskey barrels or right, wine you barrels. you get a whiskey barrel and then it tastes and, and like it gets, a delicious gets, shot of Jack Daniels. Exactly. And, um... Our um, Barrel Age Darkness, which is a gold medal winning beer, right. and that's a phenomenal beer. And that's got the whiskey elements and also all the like chocolatey coffee notes of darkness, and it's right. just ridiculously good. So, I mean, coming up, you're, you're probably not going to hear this before Tuesday <laughs> is over. It's early. Yeah. I'm just not going to edit that fast. No, so that's okay. you're going to miss out on the Bender and the Chalaka and the Orange Zest. Yes. But they've got Cynic. Which one's the Cynic? Cynic is the uh, Belgian Saison kind right. of, so it's more of a lemon, lemony, peppery type of beer. But that's going to be aged with peaches and white oak. That's next week. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm, I'm that's um, a Cynic is a I don't know a white oak tastes like but, product. Oh really? Yeah, that's that's Stu's wife. All right, mm-hmm. that's that's a vote in favor. Mm-hmm. I trust I trust Mandy's beer judging. Yes, you should. And then they also at the same time. Sardonic with aged on nectarines, and sardonic is actually the uh, the child of cynic. It's only child of cynic. Child of cynic. Um, sardonic though, we um, put a a little uh, Brett in that one, which is a little a funky yeast strain. It gives it more of a. There's all sorts of things that happen with Brett. So um, right, you can get anything from like bubble gum to like funk to just uh, just a whole bunch of. It's a funky. It's cynic. a very funky little situation. It's, it's a funky aged, cynic, and, and then you throw some nectarine. So. I honestly have no idea what that one's even going to be. God knows like. what will happen to that beer. <laughs> yeah, it could be, you know, it might just be meh or it might be great. How long is this stuff aged? I honestly don't know the answer to that. Oh, all right. It, I, I imagine it's a, it's a, it takes a little it's bit. It's not to just least, like it, they threw it. They don't like throw it in in the morning and yeah. then tap it at 11 o'clock. Like when they poured this into this glass, they didn't throw in yeah. some chalaka and some no, orange zest. I hope not. At least that would be very bad. <laughs> that, seems like, that seems like poor brewing quality. But what do I know? I know nothing about beer. As evidence, you can go back to one of the ones Holly was on where I tried to get her to, to explain <laughs> sour beers. Yeah. And I still try to explain sour beers to other people, and mm-hmm. all I can come up with is you put the beer in a room, and then you throw some yeast at it and close yes, the and door. That's, that's Brett kind of like there. That's, that's where the that's sour, Same that's kind sour, of sour comes from that, yeah. Where is the room where you have to open it up we and throw a, the yeast? We have a fermentation cellar back there, but I cannot show it to you. Have you ever gotten to throw the yeast into the room before you close the door? I have never the yeast in there. That seems like a fun I'm job. So, yeah, it's, I bet it would be. In so. my imagination, it's in some sort of sphere that breaks when you throw it against the wall. I don't and know that's that how was, sour beers. That would be. It would be really cool if that was the case, but I don't think that's the case. I. This is how I like to imagine it. Yeah. I know that my 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 concept of how sour beers work is wrong. So <laughs> I'm wrong. Yep. I'm tired. I'm very wrong about this. I haven't slept in about five months. <laughs> so. But I like to imagine that I'm right. So um, the one we had last week was um, Todd the Axeman, um, aged on mango and habanero. That it, sounds delicious. It was so goddamn good. It's just like a pure, I mean, there's so much stuff with the mango and the habanero. It almost is like it's carbonated by that. So you right. almost don't know it's a cask because it's got so much. I have a memory of a that. flying dog beer mm-hmm. that was habanero related. Yes, I think they and still it was have delicious. That. Yeah, they still. I think you. I know they were out of the Minnesota market for a while, but I think right. they're back, and I'm pretty sure that one's on shelves around here. Right. But yeah, it's 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 a very good uh, 
thing. I hope we bring that one back sometime soon. Yeah, let's really have cool. habanero and everything. I, I have no habanero for uh, habanero for all. Well, actually, no. Clarence would not like that because it's Clarence spicy. doesn't like habaneros. He doesn't like spicy. Oh, that's things, right. He doesn't like flavor. Uh, again, just uh, it, uh, anything with flavor or spice or anything spicier than ketchup is too spicy for Clarence. <laughs> anything spicier than white rice, <laughs> including white rice. He doesn't like white rice. It's yes. too spicy. Does he like brown rice? No, he doesn't like any rice. Okay, that's right. It's weird and foreign. Wild rice? It's from Minnesota. He's very parochial. Clarence was a big Brexit supporter, I think. <laughs> he was big on Brexit. What were we talking about before the beer? Myron Buxton. The twins. The twins and Myron Buxton. Do we bench him It was him or all not? happening. I don't think we bench him. At least not for another week. No, I don't think he can. I mean, if they, like, start... I mean, if things... I'm, trying, I, I'm just trying to think of the circumstances under which you can sacrifice that defense. The, I don't think you can. It's... If the pitching staff gets better this year, and it's already headed in a good direction just from a starting staff perspective, yes. but if it gets better this year, I really think that a lot of the reason for that is going to be the outfield defense. Mm-hmm. Just from having Buxton and Kepler, who could play center field if mm-hmm. necessary, and Rosario, yeah. who could play center field if necessary, none of them are good yeah. center mm-hmm. fielders. Kepler and Rosario would not be people no. who are long-term center fielders. No. But just having three decent fielders out there, is it's, going to make yeah. such a big difference than having Robbie Grossman or Josh Willingham yeah. out in left field where it doesn't even matter if he wears a glove or not because yeah. it, he's such a terrible fielder. <laughs> and that's my takeaway from the first week of the season right. is the outfield defense is, I mean, obviously the pitching has been better. Right. But, I mean, the outfield defense has contributed a not insignificant portion to that. And <laughs> The offense is still, I mean, the offense has actually struggled. I mean, obviously today they lost two to one. Right. I mean, Maurer hasn't hit. Dozier hasn't hit. Outside of Sano, they got a lot Castro. of guys who are not hitting. Rosario, Sano, Castro, and Polanco. Polanco's hitting fairly well. So I mean, yeah, those three. That's it. And I mean, the good thing here is that the Twins have forty-nine pitchers on the roster. They do. So two many. of whom so they played eight games now. Two of the two of their pitchers have pitched in one game so far. Yes. Craig Breslow has faced three batters this mm-hmm. year. Ryan Presley has faced six batters this year. Yes. But the important thing was they have 13 pitchers on the yes. roster just in case. Yes. Well, they I had mean, two off days this season. Our, our um, friends at uh, the Gelman and the Geek yep. thing Gelman and the were Gleek. talking about that. That was basically they were scrambling, and it sounded like it was just um, Molitor and the, the boy geniuses not quite knowing what to do. Well, and that's, they wanted, they wanted that's to comforting. Bring, yeah, that's reassuring. Exactly. Um and Molitor had wanted nothing to do with um, Tonkin, and the boy geniuses wanted the Rule Five guy, or I can't. Yeah, Alex just, Haley. Alex Haley hasn't from, pitched that well. Wrote a great history of American slavery, um, and I just I don't know. Their bench is so bad. Yep. I mean, they're, again, they're doing a lot. Again, it's one week. Joe Mauer was out of the lineup today. Yep. Chris Jimenez played first base. Who, again, I'm glad he's... We a, don't even know how to spell Chris Jimenez's name. Sometimes we, it's spelled with a G, it. sometimes with a J. And um, he's it, definitely on the team and in the major league still. He's definitely Everyone a major league this, baseball so. player. Um, let's see. So I, 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 I'm just pleased. I'm honestly pleased by all... They've won five of the seven they've games they've won five they of the seven games. They played an extraordinarily weak schedule. They played all the shitty teams in the American League Central that aren't... You know that aren't them. <laughs> yeah, basically, unless you're playing Cleveland, yeah, you're not I mean, playing anybody in the yeah, central. Exactly. So I mean, they should. This is probably what they should be. I think Detroit's probably a good marker here. Detroit's. But the important thing is that they haven't lost all because last year they didn't play a great schedule to start with, and, and they, they got lost destroyed. Them all. They, they were, were basically like I, I think if um 
like Seattle right now. It's like they're losing games and then they're giving up seven runs in the ninth <laughs> to lose. And that's pretty much what the Twins' first nine games were right. last year. Where they either got blown out or they would give up seven run leads in the ninth. This that was is way better. Did. Yeah, this is so much better. This, by this point of last season, it was already the season was over. It was already over. It was done. There was nothing. There was you know, nothing to look forward to. It was you just a long, even, depressing You hadn't even slog. begrudgingly paid your taxes yet, and the <laughs> season was over. And it's just, yeah, this is so much better. And, again, the pitching has improved. The defense is a major part of that. All the flaws that were there are still there. Um, but it's a better product after yep. one week, and that's all you can ask for, honestly. They do have a lot of young hitters in place, which is exciting. And yeah, they eventually no they'll start still, hitting. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. They'll eventually start hit. I hope they start hitting before the bullpen collapses. Because the bullpen's right. been fairly good, right? It hasn't been, it hasn't been necessarily great, but it hasn't been bad. No, if they've been Eddie Guardado. I don't. Think they haven't been a, shut down closers. I don't think the bullpen has blown a single lead. They yet, have, have they? No, they haven't. That I know of, at least. Um, yeah, today was um, again pitcher's duel that they lost, and um, the other one would have been the uh, Saturday game where they just fell apart in Chicago. Right, and that was all. That was a lot of that was like some bad fielding, the bad rundown. Miguel Sano does not. Oh, oh Miguel. Miguel Sano. Oh, he is Miguel. basically Manny Ramirez. He is. I mean, he's he is. third base. Which, Manny is Ramirez. which I mean, I will. That's fine. I'll, I'll take that. The Manny way he Ramirez hits. is a Hall of Fame hitter. Because so. I, mean, I mean, the next day after that blown rundown, he hit a home run to dead center field into the wind, in, in a, not an insignificant wind, like a Chicago wind blowing yeah. straight in. If the if the wind had his back, that would have gone five hundred feet. Right. That was a monster. It would still home be run. traveling, and it that that, that it sealed be on the, the game. Dan Ryan yeah. Expressway. Just yeah, it sealed the game. So I mean, Indiana. and that, that that's what Manny Ramirez he would make baffling plays in the field, but as a hitter he was just supernatural. Right. I mean, so I mean, if that's the trade off, I'll take it. I'm 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 fine with it. And, and again, this is before there's like a game um, a game one sixty two that matters. Right. Exactly. And he's out there, and there's a pop up <laughs> in the eighth inning. With the bases yep. loaded. <laughs> that's, that's, and Miguel Sano is drifting back. And, back. and there's a win, and the sun's out. Minnesota it's a, it's a day game, and everyone's dying. So until that point happens, though, as a trade-off, right. I'm more than happy with. Hey, if he has 50 home runs this year. Yeah, nobody gives a shit about his bad spring at all. As, about his, his what? <laughs> exactly. Nobody cares. So he's been their best hitter. So what right. are you going to do? Uh, yeah, that's, that's Twin Stock. Do you have any thoughts about the Timberwolves logo? Um, Possibly leaked by a Star Tribune advertisement this afternoon. Like I saw that. Um, looks fine. I don't know. I mean, I thought that was like their secondary logo already. So maybe that wasn't the logo. Maybe we're going to find out. This is being recorded on Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. So by now you might have learned that the Timberwolves new logo is actually a picture of a racist character of Glenn yeah, Taylor for some reason. A giant, a giant yeah. uh, controversy. It's been has problematic developed. and uproar. Target Center. Um, could I get an extra citra, please? Um, We're switching us to. Yeah. I had an extra um, citra first and then a cask, and yes. you went cask, then dark extra to light, citra. Dark to light. Um, dark before light. Never been. Um, what, <laughs> I, I, I made a Twitter joke this morning um, as um, the new uh, Timberwolves logo. I pitched a, a picture of Trevor Winter. <laughs> yes. in, in his Timberwolves garb. Slayton's own. And somebody, um, um, Adam Lamoro, uh, friend of the podcast, keyboardist for... Um, Pharaoh um, Milwaukee. For, God damn it, I was going to say what made Milwaukee famous, which is actually another band. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, he's um, looked him up on Wiki, and his the bottom line of his Wiki entry says, is now a sex toy salesman. No. Yes. Is that true? 
We were um, Jim Andrews, who is um, from the Slayton area, actually uh, asked his brother on Twitter. Really? Yeah. So we're thinking. What we're thinking here it, is that Trevor bullshit. Winter is a sex toy salesman, is, but in Slayton, Minnesota. <laughs> which would be that's a, what we're checking on. Which I mean, there's a lot of repressed Lutherans as there. a market. I, <laughs> I, I think I've been to Slayton. Yeah, I, and I don't. I don't remember giant floppy dongs. Just, no, no, I don't think it's the case. I think that's somebody you know. Rate in the uh, Wikipedia page that nobody checks that often. No offense to Trevor Winter, but I imagine not that many. <laughs> not people Not a lot go of people there. looking up Trevor not Winter. <laughs> Maybe like you know, fan sites dedicated to like Richard Coffey will go you know, there. But <laughs> what we should do right now is we should look up the Hector Minnesota Wikipedia page and see if you're still listed as the only famous resident. I can do that. Hold the on. only famous native of Hector Minnesota. <laughs> this was this was one of my favorite Twitter days that I can remember. When I, for some reason, I looked up Hector on Wikipedia and discovered that Stu is, was the only person listed as a famous resident. So I tweeted something about this, and then I got a bunch of tweets back, including one from K-Fans Paul Allen, noting other Hector natives that were also famous, like I was controlling access to the Wikipedia page for Hector, Minnesota, and I was cruelly denying all of these people placement on it, except for my friend Stu. Um, let's see. Are you still there? Yep, I am still there. Um, Steve, oh, shit, I got my own Wikipedia page. You have your own Wikipedia page? Oh, no, page? no, no, okay. No, it goes back to my Twitter account. Oh. Sorry, there was a, there was a hyperlink to my name. I was like, holy shit, wait, oh, this, man. Is, this is not good. I was really this hoping it was going to go to former New England Revolution midfielder Steve Newman. <laughs> yeah, oof, that was close. <laughs> but, yes, it's me, uh, Dorothy Peterson, who was a film actress born in Hector. And then Wayne D. Dean, Ph.D., Ooh. educator, clinician, PhD. and researcher, professor of social work at the University of Texas in Arlington, Texas. Wow. that Does he have his own Wikipedia page? No, he does not. Dorothy Peterson does, goddammit. Um, All right. Well, so anyway, and I'll check quick check. Job one tonight is to go home and, to go home and make Stu a Wikipedia page. Now we're looking up Trevor Winter. What? It has been removed. It has been removed? They did not remove the part where he played for the Fargo-Moorhead Bees. I think that was true, though. Yes. I think that was an actual Clarence actually confirmed that. But that's an actual thing that happened, is that there was an International Basketball Association team called the Fargo-Moorhead Bees. Yep. With With Townsendor played for them. Townsendor. Your boy, Townsendor. Everybody's boy, (laughs) Townsendor. And Birdman before he was Birdman, apparently, too. Yeah, before the tattoos, Chris Birdman Anderson was... Uh, member in good standing of the Fargo-Moorhead yes. Bees of the Z. Yes. Oh, God, that extra citrus is good. Um, it's good to have it back. And yes, it's year-round it now. It is. I um, don't want to make this into a Surly advertising podcast. I feel think, free, though. I think Surly is sort of fascinating. Is the largest... You would say they're probably the largest craft brewery around here, right? Um, actually, no. We would be third. We're behind really? um, Shells and Summit. Those don't count. Yeah, Those do. are like no, traditional Minnesota brands, um, but they are craft. So uh, we are uh, forty. What's the distinction are, between craft and not? It's basically, craft. the best way to do it from a layman's perspective is Miller Lite versus not Miller Lite. So basically, if it's Miller, Coors, or Budweiser, right. it's not craft. Right. So and everybody else is craft. Right. So we're forty second in the nation right now. That's our first time. I'm going to go ahead 50. and say that Summit and Shells don't count. Because they've been around for a hundred years. Um, I have friends who work at both places. If so your I'm grandpa not drank it, it doesn't count. Do about them, um, and um, yeah, it's 
it's it's a it's so honestly like, it's very cool to be in the top fifty though. Top 50, Samuel, the top fifty is a big marker for craft really? brewing. Yeah. Does Samuel Adams still count yes, as a craft brewer? See, you can get a Sam Adams anywhere in the world. I know. I mean, and, to, and, and certain Czechoslovakia. Like, um, certain craft brands have fallen off because they were bought out by one of the big ones. Like, right. Like Lagaditas is no longer on there. Really. Um, Ballast Point is no longer on there because again they've been bought by like like your courses and your Miller, right. and your Millers and your Budweisers. So. So when Budweiser buys Surly, will we still be the we would official be and sanctioned podcast of Surly Brewing? <laughs> Don't even joke about that. Because <laughs> they did like an April Fool's joke with Lightning Kugels last year, and it did not go over well in certain circles. So really? That was before Which I was circles here. did it not go over well in? Um, the circles that really pay attention to this stuff. So, um, <laughs> Is so, yeah. Lightning Kugels a craft brewery? Uh, yeah. God, I have to remember the list. I think so. That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, okay, if you don't like almond biscotti shandy, that's your problem. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> eat that line, Google. <laughs> you were on notice from um, the sport I, of podcast. I can't. I, I don't think they are, I, but I would have to, you know, Wade, Stu. I Wade, love that you're a beer oh. expert now. This is great. I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm just trying my best and trying to, you know, drink out of the fire hose. I feel I think bad for you term. because I'm about one beer away from saying very inflammatory things. About other people, and we're actually at your workplace. I know, and you're you're wearing you have this surly tattoo on your forehead now. And <laughs> you're wearing all the surly gear. I feel bad. Surly is a great craft stuff. brewery. We must uh, say nice things about it. <laughs> we must we, we um, must obey. But yeah, um, and you do like the cask though, right? This is the cask is delicious. Good. There's there's no way around it. Yep. I'm not sure that I would drink six of them. That'd be hard to do. They're they're coming a big glass for one. Yeah, they come in a big glass. They're very sweet. Mm-hmm. It would be hard. To, uh, enjoying one of them seems like a good a good thing. Yeah. Enjoying six of them seems like a chore. Yeah. Have you tried the uh, dodgy geezer yet or not? Yeah, well, I think I tried it last time. That's right, we were you here. did. You did. That's right. Because yeah. you said it was a soccer beer. It and is I love a soccer, soccer beer. and therefore yeah, that was, it's basically that type of you know pub beer, dark beer, nitro type right. of situation that we're no, it's I mean. It's a, I love the names for beer on this menu. Mm-hmm. It's a mild ale. Not yeah. a strong ale. Yeah. Not a spicy ale. Yeah. A mild ale. Well, and again, that's that's that type of beer, like a Guinness, is a mild. That's what they're that's the old English term. Not old English right. that's in the malt liquor, but old like so you know like old English as in you go to the yeah, go to the pub in that type of beer. Nineteen forty nine in England and With, say I'd like a pint of mild, please. Yeah, yeah the dark yeah, the dark malts and that's right. that's a mild, so well, I, I did. I did like the dodgy geezer. So yes. again, we're we're turning into a surly advertising podcast here, which is not what I wanted to do. That's I'm okay. just enthusiastic about it because for once we're at surly and there's not four thousand people surrounding us. We can say nice things about Best Buy or um, you know whoever it is that. Same um, old university. But no, well, I mean, Clarence has a lot of, as, as the chief of staff for Senator Franken, I yeah. know. He's Clarence got a lot has, of irons in the he fire. Does, he does, but, you know, we're not going to, like, you know, talk up, you know, Al. I mean, I, I'm a big yep. fan of the senator myself, and I know Clarence has a lot of good work for him, but. But we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about Al Franken. So who definitely, yeah, who Clarence works Can for. Can an extra sticker, please? We just oh. got visited by a sommelier. No, nah, Cicerone. Cicerone, oh, sorry. Cicerone is a beer sommelier. He was very formal in asking what I wanted for... Yeah. Do you want some food or anything? For or? beer. I don't know. I'll order some... I've heard know, great things it. about the menu here, but... Yeah. If you want to get some food, I'll order some. That's fine. All right. Well, we'll, we'll potentially we make that We definitely talk about that over the... Talking about that while we're recording a podcast okay. is not our best move. They have beets here. They do have beets. I've not tried the beets. I'm not going to eat a beet. I know you're not going to eat a beet. 
They're not sugar beets. They're not like the Ortonville beets that are out there in the Yeah, but I'm still worried about it. So I'm not going to eat a sugar beet. Why were we talking about Ortonville yesterday online, by the way? uh, Our our good friend, our close personal friend, Gopher Girl, on the Twitter, who goes back to the the early Randwell days, posted a picture of a Carol Evan weather forecast Mm -hmm. that said that today's weather in Ortonville, (laughs) it was going to be raining, snowing, and (laughs) 6,443 degrees. They forgot to put the little uh, diagonal slash between the high and the low. Exactly. was the surface of the sun. It it turned into... that's what it's like in Ortonville. Yeah, it's it, raining, it's it, snowing, it's hotter than the surface of the sun. Yeah, that's what it's like. The there. humidity from the crops in yep. the field make it just unbearable in the summer. It's a pop- it's apocalyptic at all times. But it's nicer than Chokayo. So it's everything's nicer than Chokayo. <laughs> just a garbage puts, town with garbage yep. people. It's it's Clinton. You're terrible. Graceville, mm. you're terrible. Awful. Wheaton, you know, you're terrible. Okay, okay, Luger Goose, you're okay, terrible. Okay, Carol Evans, Luger Goose. <laughs> Graceville, though Tom Kelly. Graceville, home of Tom Kelly. So Clinton sucks. I wonder. I haven't. Graceville been to gets Graceville. like a dispensation. I, w- I haven't been to, through Graceville in probably twenty years now, but I wonder if the sign outside still says "Birthplace of Tom Kelly." You know, it probably does. It probably does. Any Graceville listeners? I mean, if, like wherever. I mean, if Bud Grant was born somewhere in Minnesota, that yeah, sign would never right. go down. Would, that sign would never go down. There would be an eternal flame out exactly. there that was always tended <laughs> in short sleeves. Yep. Eternal flame in short sleeves. <laughs> Thank you. Um, what else are we? Ta- we were talking about the Timberwolves logo. Timberwolves it, logo it looks like it's potentially not their logo, yeah, but it looks but like their old is. logo. It doesn't look that bad. Apparently, I mean, they're I'm also going to have the same colors as the Seattle Seahawks now. Yeah, I'm not a great logo mind, so I don't know. It's probably fine. It's I, their colors. I mean, they might wear lime green jerseys. Mm. Maybe lime green's big in China. Yeah, they have Chinese owners now. Perhaps they're trying to appeal to the Asian market. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. Um, is lime, I, I will admit to the listeners of this podcast that earlier today I saw this logo mm-hmm. and thought, I wonder why the lime green. Mm-hmm. And I did the following Google search. Is lime green big in China? Results are inconclusive. It probably is. I don't know. Um, yeah. I, 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 think it's, I, I think it's fascinating that there's now, there's now people that own 5% of the Timberwolves that are part of this Chinese market. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think it's cool, and I think it's, I think it's interesting that the Timberwolves are sort of at the forefront of this mm-hmm. in American sports. But I don't know what it means I in don't terms either. of Timberwolves fandom. I'd love like, to say I knew, but I don't. Is this going to make more people Timberwolves fans? I don't know the answer to that. I don't either. I think the only thing that make more people Timberwolves fans is Carl Anthony Towns. That's true. So I think Carl Anthony Towns and his continued development. I did, I looked up a a mock draft for the Timberwolves, or well, a mock draft for the NBA the other day, and apparently there's a Finnish dude that played oh. at the University of Arizona that's seven yes. feet tall and shoots the three. Yes, and I want that guy on I our team too. so bad. You know he's going to be ornery too because he's a. He's fan. He's going to be an angry ornery. Three shooting maniac. We got to see. And he if, went to my alma mater, the University yeah, of Arizona. Just, oh, I bet Clarence might know him. I mean, because Irv, he probably knows him. Yeah, Irv probably fan. knows about him. Knows his family. Oh, I bet that's. Oh, this, this is. I'm excited about this now. I I know nothing about. I him. am on board. I know nothing about his style of play. He's probably not the the post defender that they really need to compliment Carl yeah. Anthony Towns. Mm-hmm. But even so, I couldn't be more excited about the idea of the Timberwolves drafting him. He's basically a slightly taller Nemanja Bielica. Yeah, I mean, 
I'm, I'm already sold. I am, yep. I am pre-sold. I mean, that's like, like... I saw a seven feet tall, finish, shoots a three. Mm-hmm. I was sold. Yeah. It's like when Buddy Heald was the only college player right. I knew, and that's why yeah. I wanted him to draft Everybody him. wanted Buddy Heald so badly. Yeah, I saw him shoot the, in that game once. That's why I want him. I want him or Malik Monk. That's the only those are the two guys I know. <laughs> and I, I don't... How do you feel about Lonzo Ball from UCLA? Um, I don't think he'll fall to the Timberwolves unless just, they win the lottery. Just to drive... Uh, the uh, white fans of True. KFAN. Jim Suhan will lose his mind. Um, the people who call into KFAN, well, uh, that's right there. Just, right? Oh, that'd be perfect. So just to drive white people nuts, I'm okay with that. Yep. That's true. I'm okay. All right, I'm on so, Team Lonzo Ball as yeah, okay, well. That's, that's true. If um, the Timberwolves win the lottery. Yes. Yes. I'm on Which Team Lonzo Ball. To, they're not going to do that. So. I guess they, there's that guy from Washington whose name I've called. Oh, forgotten. Um, the one He's and the number guy. one pick, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is surprising because the Huskies were terrible. terrible. Yeah. Like Northwestern terrible. Yeah. And they canned their coach, too, right? And they all, did and all can the one and dones they got there, like, went left. So, I mean, it worked out so <laughs> Hilariously, like, the best recruit in the country was from Seattle. And I think his dad was an assistant coach or something yep, like that. That's right. And they canned Romar. Mm-hmm. And. So naturally, this guy was like, eh, maybe I don't want to go to the University <laughs> of Washington. And there was a, a hilarious column in the Seattle, I think it was the Seattle Times, mm-hmm. saying, well, we they don't need him any. They don't need his type of player. Really, the best really, player the, in the country. You don't need the best player. The best player. high school player in the, the country. In the country. Just doesn't fit with Washington yeah. basketball, which was absolute terrible this that's year. That's not the way Huskies, that's, why, that's, not, that's not what Don James built that's in 1986. Not why, <laughs> that's not the way we do things at Heck Ed Pavilion. <laughs> So, anyway, things are going real well in Washington, but it sounds like their guy is going to be the number one pick. Yeah. Whose name we don't know. Whose name we don't know, and we're on Team Finish Guy or Team, team Make White K-Fan Callers or, or, or Yeah, exactly. So that's really all we that's want. Our, that's our draft preview. Yeah. So should uh, I pull up the, um, we were going to close with the we're gonna uh, do My Recos. We're going to do Stu's. My Recos. We call every year the, Saint, the City Pages has their best of. They go through 100 million categories. And do the best of all of these things. And sometimes we get named. And the last time they had a best sports podcast, it was us. Yes. We were the best sports podcast in Minneapolis St. Paul. Mm-hmm. Not too long after that, the guy who was responsible for that got fired. Mm-hmm. And City and Pages folded. In subsequent years, that award has been canceled. Yes. And hasn't been given out. Yes. I think we can feel good that we were so good at podcasting that they felt mm-hmm. like they couldn't name another one. Right. It's like this. The sport is just going to win this every year. Why would we yeah. have a more? I, I, We're the reigning champions. We're the reigning best sports podcast in the world. Come at the king, best not miss. But here's the thing that Stu has over the city pages. The city pages, very Minneapolis St. Paul centric. They don't, they don't understand things outside the four ninety four six ninety four loop. You get up to Blaine, you get up to Circle Pines, you go down to Lakeville, to Elko, to New Market, to Jordan. Mm -hmm. They don't understand what's Mm -hmm. going on outside there. Who does understand that is the Sportive Podcast. Mm -hmm. And specifically, who understands that is Stu, who lives in St. Cloud and knows the best of everything. So every year, by which I mean this is the first time we've ever done it, (laughs) Stu gives us his best of St. Cloud recommendations. The best of St. Cloud. So I want to start with this. Okay. The best bar in St. Cloud. Okay, I split this up into two categories. All right, that's be- fair. The best in St. Cloud proper and the best out just outside right. of St. Cloud. St. Cloud proper, St. Cloud metro area. Right, correct. St. Cloud metroplex. The best bar in town is the White Horse. 
Tell me about the white horse. The white horse is, um, and not to continue the Surly kick, but it was the first bar in outstate Minnesota to take Surly products. Really? Yep. So they're so, like hip, happening. Hip. They're cool. Hip now with it and wow. Yes. Um, is it a St. Cloud State bar? Is it a Towny bar? What's it like? St. Cloud State bar. It's a St. Cloud State bar. It's right downtown on St. Germain Street, um, which is not Division Street. Right. I um, want to be clear that no. those are two streets two in St. Cloud, and they're not the same thing. Yeah. Um, would be about mm, eight blocks from campus. Um, right. Let's see. It has the best food in St. Cloud. Really? Uh, yes. This is the best food of all. Yes. Not just best food of a bar. Correct. Correct. And it's a place that I would recommend to people who don't live in St. Cloud. And, right. And, and it's not like I grade on a curve. There's like a couple places in town, this and like the old Capitol Tavern in Sauk Rapids, that um, I don't grade on a curve. Like, it's good for St. Cloud. It's good, good. It's good for anywhere. It's good for anywhere, and I think you would like it. So so they have good food. They have surly beer, um, and I think it's the best place in town. All right. Um, tell me, tell the, me a little more about the White Horse. What kind um, of ambiance is it? Is it like beer hall? T- beer is hall. it a dive? Um, pressed tin ceiling. Pressed, okay. With a design on, you know, like the fleur-de-lis and stuff on the metal... How long has it been there? Um, is it's it been like... there about 10 years. Right. Um, it used so it's a to fairly be, new place. Before that, it used to be, um, let's see, it, it, <laughs> let's see I've lived, it, it had three different incarnations since I've been there before uh, the White Horse. So it was called G's Sports Bar. All right. Um, there was also a G's in Albertville. <laughs> I think it was named after the guy who owned it. His last name was G. <laughs> um, before that, it was Superstars, named after Mike Morris. I'm really? not kidding. Yep, he was like on billboards promoting it. Was Mike Morris from the St. Cloud area, and had I don't no- know about it? Had nothing to do with St. Cloud. All right. The people of St. Cloud loved Mike Morris. He was um, a long he, snapper. He was a long snapper. He, he was, was a, a white guy. He was a big um, McRudy's pub. God rest its soul. Um, he was like the he, the Mike Morris fan club was based out of McRudy's pub right. in St. Cloud. So he did have some St. Cloud connections in that way. Um, before that, it was the Sportsman's, because there's every uh, small town in Minnesota has, has a Sportsman's, sportsman's bar. Yep. And I remember that place. That was, where, that, was, that was what it was when I was in college there. And it, for some reason, had a barber chair, <laughs> like a, a spinny barber chair. Right. And um, one time, um, we got a little... Um, a little tipsy. A little tore up there, and we put um, our old, my old roommate Tom in the chair and just spun him. And we, we had some very strong friends, so they really cranked on it, and it broke. So this- <laughs> and oil started leaking from, like, the chair, and it just, we were... And that's why it closed. And we were that's asked why to the leave. place closed. We were asked to leave fairly quickly. Once the barber chair went, the whole restaurant yeah, exactly. went. exactly. So... That's what it was before then. I mean, that's an old building. It's got to it. It's got to be a good hundred twenty-five years old. Right. So that's St. Cloud proper. Yes. Best St. Cloud bar outside in the St. Cloud Metroplex. Yes. And this is a fairly new. Sugar Daddy's is exempt. Right. We're I, not going to send our listeners. I honestly there. don't know if they have. A They're liquor better license than that. Or not. They're better to, than we that. We have to get Parker back on if they have a liquor license or not. I don't know. Listen, folks, if you're thinking about going to Sugar Daddy's, <laughs> examine your life. Exactly. You can do better for yourself and your family. Um, this one is a fairly new one. It was discovered, um, not necessarily discovered, but re- rediscovered by a friend of the program, CD12 Josh. Who is our St. Cloud Mex- Metroplex expert. Yes, In exactly. addition to being the pro wrestling correspondent for yes. the sport. Pro wrestling, the- Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> what else? Um, and I think oh, and um, let's see. I think high school football, high school, St. Cloud area high school football yes. expert, um, farming expert, agriculture exactly. expert. And actually, he moved back out to his family's farm. He bought it yep. from his father. And this is a bar that's like about seven, eight miles from it, right. in, in the city of St. Wendell, which isn't really a city. It's more of a which Josh township. is now like. The mayor of St. Wendell. Like the mayor of St. Wendell. Uh, that's not quite correct. But that's not quite correct. But that's but what we're going to call him. He's on the now. town council. I just call him senator. He's banning dancing um, in this in the in the area. Um, there's a bar in St. Wendell called Litmers. L U E T H M E R apostrophe S. Um, it's been in the family since the end of Prohibition. <laughs> that's great. Um, the owner is uh, James Litmer. He still has his signs uh, up in the bar asking people to honor the smoking ban, which passed 10 years ago. That's <laughs> dated like June 1, 2007. <laughs> so people clearly needed to get the get the message. Um, he's lived there his whole life. In the bar? Well, there's a house attached to the bar. Oh, all right. You have to understand. This he's not like sleeping behind the bar. And, I mean, people who've been to Wisconsin know this. Wisconsin has a ri- for all of its many numerous flaws. Yep. Burn it to the ground. Um, but. They're, but they have, like, townie bars where people live. Yeah. There's a beaded curtain separating the bar right. from the house. There's kids wandering in and out. Exactly. Uh-huh. You can actually hear the TV from yep. the house. You can hear Family Feud if you're sitting in the in the yep. bar. Um, There's a liquor store that's yeah. not actually a liquor store. It's just a corner no. of the bar. Yeah. Um, he, yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, Minnesota's laws don't let them have off-sale there. Um, right. But um, it's... But he would absolutely sell off-sale if he could. Well, he's the only employee. Right. Of course he is. Um, he's had to take two weeks off this month so he could get a procedure done at the St. Cloud Hospital. So he, the bar has been closed for two weeks. Did they close the bar during that? Well, he's the only employee. I would think that part of Josh's responsibility it as a town supervisor about was to run Litmers. Okay, there's also a town balls field there. And they've got at Litmers? Yeah. And they've, I uh, love this. It's across the I street. love this place. It's, of course, across the street by the Catholic Church. Is it the St. Wendell town ball team? I don't know if they have their own team. Litmer, I know Litmer's, Litmer's sponsored both uh, baseball or, uh, and bowling teams, but I don't know if they still do. You don't know if it's the actual same. But I, I know same that he, I know that he had like um, when there were like town ball games there, he would have somebody come in and help out because right. he would actually have a decent crowd in there. Right. But I mean, it's you know, it's it's a uh, it's an amazing place. It's got six beers. Of course, it does. That setups. seems like more than I would have expected. Actually, setups. I would have expected three. Yeah, oh no, it's got um, you, the th- the six that you would expect. The I had premium when I was there. All right, um, they did not have surly. <laughs> Although he did ask me, he was like he was fascinated about you know about breweries. People like, probably put surly well, in there. Well, if you he go back he remembers times. when there were like breweries everywhere. Right. So he's actually it's like oh that's kind of cool. Um, but um, they have like the six fizzy yellow beers. They have Heggies. Right. Pull tabs. I want to go there right now. And setups. I now, want us now, to be. Do under, now, do you understand setups? No, I don't think I do. Okay, um, setups are when um, basically you bring your own you bring your own liquor bottle to the bar, <laughs> and then they like put in Coke or ginger ale or soda water. Right. Or, or it's a, it's it's an outstate Minnesota thing that is. I don't know how many people, um, especially six one tours, know about it. Right. Um, maybe if you have like a cabin up north, you might know about it. Like to whatever bar you go up to, up there. Up yeah, there. but even then, you got to go to the townie bar out there. Exactly. It's not like your classy, breezy point kind of area correct. bars. Correct. Yeah, you got to go. No to, Zorbas. Not, Zorbas not, doesn't not, do the setup. Yeah, not even Commander does that. Yeah, not even know. the Commander. And God knows the Commander does not have any respect for human life at all. But they don't even have setups. Having drank at the Commander, I know exactly what you mean. So, um, but yeah, so you bring in, you know, you bring in your bottle of Jack or your bottle of vodka, and then he'll. So up with soda. does their license allow them to sell 
liquor, or do you literally nope. have to bring it in their liquor because license, their license their liquor doesn't license is just for beer? I don't know about wine. Nobody there drinks wine. Yeah. So you're not going to go to Libras and be and like, it's not, hey, it's not kick beer. It's, it's cans, it's cans and bottles. So right. All right, um, I love Lippers, and I want so to yeah, go there right yeah, it's now. It's great. I mean, it is. I mean, it is the middle of nowhere. I mean, it is there is. It's nothing. at Josh's house. It's basically, and, and it, the funny part to that is that two blocks down on the outskirts of Saint Wendell, which is all the whole, the whole town is outskirts. Um, <laughs> there's a place called Ackman's that just closed last summer that looks like the scene of every horror movie you've ever watched. <laughs> there's a single solitary old um, gas pump right. sitting in the parking lot, flickering sign. I'm a Red Baron pizza sign in the right. one dirty window, right? And a and a door that's just got like a little round hole in it, and it's I, I every. Every I, I did not believe Josh at all that it, it looks like it has not been like touched for twenty years, like preserved in amber. But Josh said it had been opened the last time he was in St. Wendell, and we talked to James, the owner of Lipmers, and he said, "Yeah, it closed last summer. Finally, the guy had to go into assisted living, so he couldn't <laughs> keep it open anymore." Right? It's like it's those places still exist. I mean, I know that was commonplace, probably. You know, not that long ago, but now it's fairly rare. But it's, it's basically yeah. just a guy who's like, "I'm going to open up my basement." Um, I'm going to drink down in my yeah, basement. It's, and it's got old, like the old beer signs that have like little, like they scroll or plastic. Right. Like it's, it's an oldie beer. It's a ham's globe. There's a ham sign above the yep. door. There's an oldie sign above the jukebox that isn't plugged in. Um, there's a pool table in a like a side room that I don't think anyone ever uses. Um, if you put a cue ball on it, it will roll off it will and absolutely, bounce on the floor. Yeah, it will actually go out into the middle of the road. Right. Um, and, I and know, you'll have to go get it. Cause. Yeah, and it's, right, again, right across the street from the Catholic Church. And I know Josh said a lot of the times guys will bring their, like, moms there to church, and then they'll go over to Litmer's, sure. have a couple of moms, and then show up right when communion's done and pick mom up from church. Right. Because <laughs> that's... That's the way that's Catholicism just being, that's works. Just, that's just being a good son. Um, so anyway, Litmer's in St. Wendell, if you ever get the chance, and I hope it's open. I hope his procedures went okay. Yeah, I hope so, too. We should actually, uh, Josh, if you're listening to this, can you run out there? We've mentioned you 19 times in this podcast. <laughs> I wish you were sure, here right now, Make guys. sure uh, James is okay, for one, and two, that he's back. Um, it's only open, like, um, Thursday through Saturday. Right. He, um, yeah, he, because, uh, again, he's the only one there. I mean, he's probably 75, 80. Sure. So I mean, he like yes, his bar hour. He actually has Tuesday and Wednesday crossed off. <laughs> it's it's a white piece of paper with like Sharpie on it, and that's it's an again, it's a time written warp. in 1983. Yeah, it's it's, it's a time. But he's, the the TV's actually halfway decent. Oh, he put wow. in like one of the smaller flat screens right above the bar. So is the kind of place that if you had a flat screen you wanted to get rid of, you'd bring yeah. it down there. Yeah, I'll make sure to. I, I will forward you a picture for the show page, maybe. Right, that's perfect. Um. This is not the undisclosed location, right? No, an undisclosed. Um, I don't want you to talk about the undisclosed location. It was one of the runners up for the I best bar Because I still have a dream town. of yeah. going out there for a Vikings game with you. Agree. Yeah, it's a great place to see it. I was just there on Saturday, so that's where they had uh, Founders KBS. Right. Um, let's see, best burger. Best burger. That's the next category. This is in be, Stu's okay, best oh, of okay. St. Cloud. Okay, I needed to. I needed to divide it into best burger and best fries. Right. Because everyone knows about Val's. Right. Um, I, think I assume this would be the nailed-on winner. Um, Mark Parrish, I know, from the Power Trip, has right. talked that one up Former wild failure. Yeah, has talked that one up quite a bit. So I don't... I may have started you some sort of You don't even know about It'd be like saying Five Guys is great. Yeah. We know. Five Guys yes. is awesome. And those are the best fries in town. I mean, there have been show. I mean, CCO did a whole story on how they had the best fries right. in the state of Minnesota, which they do. Best burger in town is Burger Time. Burger Time? Burger Time. 
and it is a chain, but it's mostly North Dakota, and there's one on Robert Street in St. In Paul somewhere. <laughs> I have no Just idea randomly. where. Somewhere on Robert Street in St. Paul. There's going to be a random place in St. Paul or Mendota Heights. It would be on Robert Street. And I think Street it's somewhere. more towards the Mendota Heights part of St. Paul, but I don't. I have no idea where it is. I know it's on Robert Street, though. So um, it's. But this is like like Clarence says about the Red Savoy in St. in St. Paul. Mm-hmm. It's the best one. Is the yeah. is the St. Cloud location in Burger Time the best one? Um, I've never been to the North Dakota ones. I've only been to the St. Cloud. Well, ones. North Dakota has nothing to offer anyone. That's true. Screw North Dakota. Um, it's great. It's a great burger. It's a flat patty, um, but it's um, char grilled and it's just it's fresh. fresh That's meat. where you go if you want a burger. Yes. Why does it beat out the Val's Burger? Val's Burger is fine, but it's almost it's just like a smaller patty, and there's not as much to it. And I think the the, the bun is better. At burger Time is a more of a fresh bakery bun. So what you're thinking is, and if you want to get go bacon, to burger, you can get bacon. What you really want to do is you want to drive to Burger Time, get your burger, take it back to your car. Mm-hmm. And eat it while you're in the car on the way to Val's to, to get, get a big fries. Yes, that's um, I've and that, this I live closer to Val's. So what I have honestly done is like made burgers on the grill, and then run over to Val's to get fries to pair yeah, with the burgers. If you're living near Val's fries, there's really no reason correct to be doing other things for fries. Correct, correct. you don't it's buy them at the Aldi and I've even, even, one, I've even once attempted to make poutine with Val's fries. <laughs> I made up some brown gravy <laughs> and got some cheese curds, and it actually turned out pretty okay. It was very. I did have to go to the hospital immediately yeah, afterwards. Absolutely. My heart stopped. <laughs> the myocardial My infarction was stopped. Yep. It was very. It was. It was a little traumatic. Several neighbors, their hearts stopped too. They didn't even eat smell. Poutine. Yeah. So yeah, if I, um, I would say that Val's burger and fries together are better than Burger Time's burgers and fries. Right. But but if you had to just pick. on the burger, Burger Time is better. Right. I think John Sharkman has my back on this too. Well, he's more of a Western Stearns County guy. I don't know if you can trust his opinion. Uh, but St. John's is closer to Burger Time than I am. So uh, That's true. So, yeah. I, again, hard to say. Hard, hard to say. say. Yeah, you can't go wrong with either one. But if you had just getting the straight burger, Burger Time is better than Val's. All right. Mark it down. Um, best music venue. Um, Pioneer Place on 5th. What's, it, tell me about it. It's an old, old theater building. Um, okay. It gets... It doesn't necessarily get national acts, um, but it gets, like, local... Compare it to a local Minneapolis-St. Paul venue. I feel like our listeners are more likely to know the difference between, say, First Avenue and the Turf Club and Roy Wilkins the Kitty Cat Club? Kitty Cat Club? All right. Yeah, kind of like that old, old fucking building. Um, small venue, probably 200 seats. Um, it's cool because it's got, like, a nice little bar attached, and it's got... The biggest urinal I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it actually has a historic sign above it. Like it's a landmark? Like, this urinal? Like if you had a child there, you'd want to keep it away in case it drowned in the urinal. Sure. Because it's very deep. There was a place in northeast Minneapolis that may have closed by now. I haven't mm. been there in 10 years. It was called Stash House. And it also was somehow famous for its urinal. Isn't Stanley's now? I want to say it's, it's, it's very possible. Place, I am not up on the yeah, it's, northeast yeah, it's Minneapolis. It's a giant urinal, though. So that's, that's honestly why I gave it the nod over like the red carpet right. in Paramount because it's because it's, it's, it's got, got the urinal. It's got a ton of character. It's female listeners. Old. I know that there's very few of you, but you're gonna have to miss out on this experience. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, it's, it's cool. And I mean, um, like Chris Hockey plays there. All right, so that's, I mean, it gets some get some city right. acts, you know, so that type of your, your big name acts probably not gonna go there. You're not gonna get like 
cheap trick or anything like that there. So That's what I was thinking of when I was thinking big name ads. Like but yeah, I was it, thinking cheap trick. It's like, you know, folk rock cover bands, but not, you know. But good ones. Yeah, it's not would, terrible. Would and, the and dad band be able to play there? The dad band would absolutely. Dad band. Sorry. Wait, the dad that, was not, that was not a Freudian slip. Um, that would be the type of thing that you would get there. Though. Right. All right. So I assume Wade will be headlining all I would summer. Hope so. um, let's see. Best pinball machine. I can't help you there. Don't know. I don't know why that was one of my categories. There might be some. I didn't actually. I, I was not entirely sure you'd go for this. So. Yeah. And then best kids birthday party location, any of the Riverside parks. All right. We have park shelters. Um, some of them have splash pads. Everyone loves a splash pad. Everybody does who love doesn't a splash like, pad. Who doesn't like old Band-Aids? Um, <laughs> and, like, it's got newish. They all have, like, fairly new playground equipment. Some, <laughs> who doesn't like, like old Band-Aids? And is and the and the that's, that's for the summer months. As far as the winter goes, just go to Chuck E. Cheese and suffer like everyone else does. <laughs> suffer with all of the suffer other parents. Suffer with all the other parents. So. Kids with winter birthdays. See, and I can't, are there any other categories you can think of for St. Cloud? I'm... Those are the ones that I wrote. Down, I was gonna, so. I was going to say best Applebee's, but then I thought you There's would only think one. that I was making fun of you, and that's not what I was going for. There's only one Applebee's, only one Red Robin. You have only a Red one, Robin? That's exciting. Yeah, well, it's it was a Friday's that turned into a Red Robin. It's good. It's, it's, you can't have one. Fridays without. is terrible. Fridays is a great place. I don't mind Fridays. I have a friend who. Like, it works there. He's good people. I'm sorry for insulting Fridays, but it's a garbage. It's a garbage <laughs> chain restaurant. <laughs> Um, let's see what else. What else would City Pages do? Are there strip clubs other than Sugar Daddies? They always do that one. I got nothing. I don't. I, th- I can't think of anything else in town that's out of. Yeah. The- what else is <laughs> other interesting place not mentioned? That's the other St. Cloud category. What else do they have? Oh uh, God, I don't know. I got. No- I got nothing. I'm, Best I'm- Civic Center is the St. Cloud Civic Center. <laughs> Best Technical College is St. Cloud Technical College. Yep. Uh, Best State University is anything but St. Cloud State. Shut up. Um, God. Yeah, I think I think I might have covered all of the... the yeah, it's all the categories. All the there's like burgers, the, the there's burgers, bars, bars, there's kids' birthday party venues, and that's Best it. pizza is at the secret location. At the at the undisclosed location. The secret location, yes. And it's not a Heggie's there. It is not a Heggie's, no. Wow, that's a good pizza. Yeah. Um, the, I want to go to the undisclosed location and Litmers. And next time you're in town, let me know. Because you do, you have you have family out there. I, I don't usually have a kid with you, so I mean, that's true. I, it's St. Cloud. I can bring a seven month old to a bar. You actually can. Especially no one Littmers. will judge. Litmers is very quiet. Yep. Again, the jukebox is unplugged. She will. I mean, right now she's sick. Right now, so. Mm. It would probably be a good place to bring her. Yeah, you'd be you'd be more than welcome out there. So. There's too much. There's too much of a temptation to give her a brandy related setup so that she sleeps a little bit. There's too much temptation for that right now. But once she stops that. being sick, I think. Oh, she's sick. Is that that's what's causing the letting your children go out in public is a bad idea. Never. Yeah, that's no. what I've discovered so yeah. far. Because when they go out in public, they pick up. Things from other people, and then yeah. they're just angry. Yeah, I don't. Think, and it's not so bad for she's me. She's not old enough to be cutting teeth yet, right? It's it's starting to happen. Oh, okay. Well, they're apparently six to sixteen months. Yes, which seems like a non-specific thing because I wanted to be over, like when she gets shots. Yeah. She's sort of angry and fussy and miserable for about a day. Yeah, and then everything's fine after that. That's what I'd like teething to be like. Yeah, I can handle a day of an angry baby, yeah. but apparently for the next ten months of my life. She's going to be angry with a slightly elevated temperature, and I won't know why. And somebody will be like, 
Oh, she's teething. <laughs> Thank you. It is the catch-all explanation for everything, even though she, if she's just gassy or has a head cold. Exactly. I was say, she has a cold right now, but somebody was like, oh, runny nose, that could be teething. Really? Yeah. I mean, maybe that's right. I'm maybe not a medical professional. Yeah, it could be. But, I yeah, I... Kids are kids are the worst and the best all at the same time. <laughs> you know it better than anybody's do. I, I do, but it's been it's been so long. But I remember that part very specifically. Your daughter is a senior. That's happening like right now. She's like at the end of her high school career. Yeah. How often do you sob to yourself for no reason? All the time. All the time? All the time. I'm I assume mess. it's just your life right now is just a lot of sitting in the garage crying. It's yeah, I'm a mess. Yeah, she's yeah, um we we've got the grad party figured out finally. Right. We got a barn rented. <laughs> um, is it near Litmers? It is actually because we we got it through a, a relatives of CD Twelve Josh. So <laughs> they fixed up the barn and it's got a bar on the top. Perfect you know, floor. It's going to be awesome. You're invited. We'll rec- we'll record a podcast from there. We, I I have no problem with that. I just um, I can't we, wait for the look on your daughter's face as we pull out the microphones. I would be actually the look on Howie's face will be <laughs> more amazing. <laughs> I, he vaguely knows about the podcast, but I think him. But he doesn't it. want to know. I'm guessing yeah. he'd rather not know. What the hell's going on here? That's he would be amazed. All right, we're gonna have a podcast with Clarence and Howie. That would be yeah, your yeah, You're all invited. So, um, it's not Minneapolis, so Clarence no, might go. It's in Sartell. Yeah, it's in the outskirts of Sartell. Right. Um, let's see. All right. Well, that's Saint Cloud for you. Yeah, that's Saint Cloud. That's the Saint Cloud summary. I, I I'm excited to see if this changes next year for your annual best of St. Cloud. St. Cloud sure we'll cha- changes very. It's very glacial. <laughs> it's a very. If dynamic something closes, place. that'll be what changes things. Here's what closed from last year's. Exactly. Lesson. It's being replaced with this. All right, I don't think we have any more sports to talk about. Usually, this is when this is the point of the podcast when I talk about the loons for about an hour. Mm-hmm. But it's just too depressing to yeah. think about. Um, we do have um, our next event, our uh, next home game, uh, Sunday, August 20th, uh, August, Sunday, April 23rd. August 23rd. Uh, April 23rd. Um, we have the, we are the official pregame location of, um, That's true. of the Minnesota United Loons, and um, we'll also have probably something else to announce between now and then. And I'm the, guessing you're not about to announce it right now? I'm not now? about to announce it here, but that's a okay. tease. <laughs> that's we fairly bad podcasting right there, I just got to so. say. There is something to announce, but we can't tell you what it nope, is. There is a tease. For you uh, Loon and Surly fans, there is something coming that is pretty cool. I can't say enough about going to Surly before the Loon's match and getting so drunk you can't yep, see. And hopefully the weather is better. It's the only way you I know experience. the weather was good for the last one, so yes, April it was. first one. So hopefully by the 23rd it will be good, too. It only snowed a little bit last night here, so. Yeah. So, um, and they have one. They have a game this week against somebody. They have a game this week against another team, and then they have Colorado as an home game. So, the so, Colorado Rapids, who are also bad, from what I understand, they are. They traded two of their better players to Minnesota. Not that that oh. has helped Minnesota so far. Yeah, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. So yeah, um, come it's here. It's going to be an ugly year. Come here before the game is what I'm saying. It'll be fun to be here. There's beer here. Mm-hmm. Then you can go to the soccer and just sit there depressed. As the official partner of the Minnesota United, I do not endorse John's opinions of the team, and I hope everybody understands they're really trying their best. <laughs> stew, corporate stew is not my favorite stew. I'm sorry. It, it's my favorite stew when you're talking about the techniques of brewing beer, because I don't know anything about that. But corporate chill stew, just not. that's not what we want. Not what the sportive listeners have come to expect. And I just want to say the Minnesota United are doing a great job for uh, getting uh, fans. How dare in the you! Inaugural season of MLS. 
<laughs> All right. Well, that's probably enough podcasting probably. for for this week. Stu managed to go the whole thing without getting any more calls. So clearly, <laughs> nothing bad is happening. Nothing bad happened. So nothing bad is happening. Good old working staff, Stu. Uh, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. We're hoping that this recording turns out. It'll be and fine. actually, you can hear it. There's not enough background noise, I think, to ruin it this time. So coming to sur- uh, come to early in the middle of the day, folks. It'll it's help. the time to be here. All right, say goodbye, Stu. Goodbye, Stu. Goodbye, Stu. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.